We fade to black and we come back to even darker and creepier and I am scared. That was my note. I'm scared and this is serious. Yeah. Welcome everyone to Krypton to Alderaan. I'm Joey, your Star Wars lover, and with me is Royish Good Looks. Hello, podcast. Hello, Joey. Hello, Royce. I know how much you love game shows, so I love doing that little vocal exercise with your name when we do the intro here. Come on down. You just won a brand new Darksaber. <laughs> And we are the podcast that analyzes nerdy pop culture stuff, but it's mostly Star Wars. And this episode, we will be talking about The Bad Batch, Season 2, Episode 12, The Outpost. But first, if this is your first time here, hello. If you're back, welcome back. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. We are doing weekly Bad Batch and Mandalorian reviews. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, find us on social media. We are everywhere. Just search Krypton to Alderaan and let us know what you thought of the episodes. Let us know what you thought of what we thought of the episodes. All that fun stuff. And we will get into The Bad Batch, Season 2, Episode 12, The Outpost, coming up. Here is my synopsis. As more and more clones are being forced into retirement, Crosshair is sent on a mission to retrieve Imperial materials from a desolate world. The outpost is under constant attack from raiders, and the clone force guarding it are dwindling. When raiders attack during the Imperial visit, Crosshair and the clone commander Mayday are forced to brave the elements in order to retrieve the stolen goods, leading Crosshair to question, is he a good person or is he a good soldier? Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Put that on the DVD box set. <laughs> Royce, what'd you think of this episode? So Barton Ford, not Hoth, but pretty much the same uh, archetype there. One biome per planet, please. Yep. Classic Star Wars. Dude, I was so excited. I just watched this episode this morning. I'm a little bit behind. It's been a busy week for me, busy week for you. But I texted you and was like, dude, Open up the recording software. We have to log into Zoom. Let's go, baby. I want that to be our new uh, our new tagline. Let's go, baby. Yeah, I'm super stoked to get into it. Let's get into it. Let's go, baby. Remember last episode when we were discussing how serious this show is? This might be the most serious episode of Star Wars, most serious Star Wars I've ever seen. We've had several Bad Batch episodes that have ended in an execution. So I think it was maybe mm. a little bit on par with some of those other episodes thematically, but this one, mm -hmm. it didn't just have an execution. We fade to black and we come back to even darker and creepier. And I am scared. That was my note. I'm scared. And this is serious. <laughs> yeah, this is serious. We head to the outpost on Barton four, not Hoth. And we meet clone commander Mayday, who has been guarding the Imperial crates they no one knows what's in the crates they're just guarding them raiders are attacking he once commanded like a force of clone troopers and they have all since been killed by these raiders we're left with three we've got hex veach and commander mayday and we see crosshair and mayday starting to interact maybe crosshair softening up a little bit and like 
removing some of his boundaries and walls as he interacts more with Mayday. What did you think about that softening up and crosshair? Maybe making a friend after all this time, really seeing him cut ties with his other friends and brothers. Yeah, Mayday's hanging there with his helmet off. Crosshair was just told to like put his helmet back on and, you know, remove his individuality there. And Mayday's introducing himself. You know, I had these clones were being attacked. Hey, your boss is a jerk, man. What do you think about your boss? Yeah. And Crosshair <laughs> pauses for a minute. He doesn't, doesn't seem like he wants to open up, but he says, yeah, I'm Crosshair. Yeah, I guess I got lucky to be on this mission. And they break the ice a little bit. Break the ice. No pun intended. <laughs> and they go on the rest of the mission together and they, you know, have a lot of interesting back and forth. I think that's great. Crosshair, you know, he probably needs a friend, you know? Yeah. He lost the Bad Batch. They were a family of sorts and they broke up or they went their separate ways. And Crosshair's been in this empire that's becoming increasingly more oppressive to clones. Mm -hmm. And here he is meeting like the last of a clone on this one particular outpost. They're kind of in similar circumstances. They both have not been forced retired. They both have not been, you know, killed in the line of action. They both haven't defected. I think that that parallel there of Mayday meeting his end, Crosshair potentially meeting his end was huge, but interesting that they became friends through that. Or maybe not necessarily friends, but they certainly formed a shared bond through the situations that they were in. And Crosshair saw Mayday, you know, directly making fun of Lieutenant Nolan. You know, you haven't been in many battles, huh? How many things have you commanded? Exactly. And I think Crosshair probably respected that because he himself is a badass soldier. Yeah, uh, I mean, it certainly feels like Crosshair is losing more and more touch with the Empire. You had said he lost the Bad Batch. Thinking back, he didn't lose them. He pushed them away. He hunted them, right? They were his brothers and he hunted them. And then at the end of last season, one of the lines that sticks out the most to me from the finale of last season was... Crosshair saying to Hunter, you chose the wrong side. That's what Crosshair believed at that point. And then they left him stranded on Camino for 30 days. You know, the Empire left him there. And, and all of this other stuff has been happening that has might slowly changing his mind. But it's incredible to see him have come this far. And it's kind of like, yeah, he made a friend. Do I necessarily like seeing this for Crosshair? It was definitely, I mean, it was just a lot of emotions within me. Some somewhat conflicting based on what we've seen him do. It's the same with a lot of these villains in Star Wars that eventually get a redemption. However much of a redemption that is, whether it's five seconds of screen time like Vader or Ben Solo, it's definitely very Star Warsy. I mean, like you have said, we're getting these 16 episode seasons, so we're getting a lot more into it than we did with movies or like with this stuff previously. Why do you think Crosshair connects with Mayday? I know you were talking about like Mayday pushing back on Lieutenant Nolan and Crosshair is interacting with these clones, going on missions with these clones. He went on the mission with Cody and then Cody deserted. What makes Mayday special? Well, Mayday is abandoned there by the Empire. He's saying, hey, send me some more troops. We need to protect this place. Nolan's like, why aren't you protecting it? Bro, there's only three of us left. We need more reinforcements to continue the pursuit. Crosshair was also left for dead on Camino. And he was there for a month or whatever, 36 rotations, whatever it was. Yeah. He was there being loyal to the Empire and, you know, stayed with them. And same thing for Mayday. Also, I really love that his name is Mayday. Like, yeah. we're going down. Like, somebody save our ship, Mayday. I mm -hmm. think there's some play on words there, maybe with that nomenclature of the character. 
So he's abandoned, but he's still staying there. And I think Crosshair respects that. And he literally says two hours ago, he met Nolan. The yeah. scene just prior, they're talking about the clones retiring and Nolan is not giving any respect to Crosshair. Nolan doesn't give respect to Mayday. And I think that just makes sense that he's like, oh, you know what? We're kind of in the same boat here. You're abandoned. I'm abandoned. And he's realizing that he no longer fits in with the Empire. And even though he chose a different side than the rest of the Bad Batch, I think he sees Mayday putting up the helmets of all the other fallen soldiers. And I think that probably reminds him of his brothers as well. And when asked about Clone Force 99 by Mayday, you know, he doesn't say what actually happened to them. He's like, they're gone. He doesn't say like, no, we just went our separate ways. He kind of alludes to like, I lost them just like you lost your soldiers as well. Yeah, I think Crosshair seeing Mayday express that loyalty. Mayday is pushing back on Lieutenant Nolan and obviously has no respect for him which he's not a respectable, I mean, well, I think we're going to get to what a disgusting human being Nolan is a little bit, but Crosshair seeing Mayday push back on Nolan and maybe not necessarily having loyalty to the military, but having loyalty to his brothers. Like you said, they're, they're, the, the helmets of the fallen soldiers are displayed. Mayday is very loyal to clones. I think Crosshair seeing that after he wasn't loyal after Order 66 and maybe he feels that Clone Force, the rest of Clone Force 99 wasn't loyal to him, that definition of loyalty, I think that's what connects Crosshair to Mayday. The clones caring about clones when the Empire is literally expending the yeah. clones. Yeah, the Empire literally telling them to their face that they are expendable using those exact words. This is a lieutenant in the Empire. He is the arm of the Empire. And this is what he's telling them. You're nothing. You're used equipment, Nolan mm. says. That whole part was so disgusting. I was, uh, you know what? I want to I talk about the Empire a little bit later, and I think that's going to come up. But let's follow Crosshair's journey here as there's a raid on the facility when Mayday is showing Crosshair around and a couple of crates get stolen. And Nolan sends Mayday and Crosshair out to retrieve the crates. They find a cave and they go look for the raiders and they find a dead one Crosshair had shot. Mayday says, I don't know what's more disturbing, the fact that they're wearing our armor or the fact that they left their fallen comrade here, whatever he says. And then Crosshair says, no reason to carry dead weight. And then Mayday says, remind me not to die on your watch. So I have a couple of questions with that. It goes back to, I think, a loyalty thing, right? Like no clone left behind. And literally Crosshair said to Hunter, you left me behind. Is that also Mayday teaching Crosshair again about becoming a clone again, about becoming a brother? Yeah, that cave sequence was awesome. You know, initially when they get to the planet, Crosshair wants to go out on his own. And Mayday's like, dude, you got to watch out for these vultures. You got to watch out for these raiders. Like, don't go too far and go with somebody else. Don't go alone. And they're distracted by then there is a raid on the outpost. He wanted to go out on his own. And so later he's forced to go out with Mayday. And Crosshair still kind of wants to be a lone soldier. Mayday quips back to him. Oh, remind me not to die on your watch. You know, like, oh, you're not going to look out for me, man. That, that stinks. Okay, great. I loved that. You're my teammate for this this trip. I already lost all my guys, and now you're all I got, and you don't give a hoot about me. He takes that with a grain of salt and plays it off with a joke. 
rather than them butting heads as like a good friend would. And then Crosshair steps on the mine. Yep. And that's when they have that exchange about where are your brothers? That's also yep. interesting. If, if Crosshair thinks he's on the brink of blowing up and he's thinking about his brothers in that potential last moment there, that's really interesting. Very true. I did not think of that. And Mayday saves the day. Mayday, the ship's going down, but he saves Crosshair in that moment and walks away and Crosshair has to step off, you know, and contemplate his own demise there. Had he gone alone, you know, he wouldn't have made it. Having Mayday there with him kept the dream alive, you know? Kept him alive. Yeah. This is what, like, I don't necessarily have words to express. Not always the best for a podcast, but we're talking about the Bad Batch, the show, being taken so seriously by the people creating it and by the characters within it. And that whole scene with the mine, it was just so much of that. My read of that scene is Mayday being like, I'm not some bullshit cartoon character. I am... Clone Commander Mayday, and I'm fully confident in my work, but I'm not stupid, so I'm going to go stand behind the... Like, that whole exchange was so great. It made me feel for the characters. It made me feel the stakes. Again, the high stakes. Can I also just, as a little aside, they continued to do this this season, which is just a small thing that I love, and I don't think they did it in season one. This is maybe the third or fourth episode where a clone is talking and removes their helmet mid-talk and the, like, obviously the voice modulation goes away. And I friggin' love it. I love that. It's so cool. You can't see because this is a podcast, but I'm not in my head right <laughs> along as an audiophile. I love that as well, where you yeah. hear the, the fade into the full fidelity uh, vocals. Awesome job there, sound designers. Yeah, it's so, so cool. But anyway, back to the stakes. Did you think that both of those situations were as a little foreshadowy? Like, Mayday says, remind me not to die on your watch, and we know what happens later. And then Crosshair steps on the mine and is saved, and we know what happens to him later. 100%. The dead weight thing was clearly like, there's only two of us. Who's making it out? Who's carrying the other out? Who's leaving the other behind? Whatever it may be. When he steps on the mine, Mayday could have easily said, like, you're on your own. You're literally the dead weight now. See ya. He sticks around and helps. And Crosshair isn't like, you've got to save me. You, you need to help me here. He also doesn't say, leave me behind. It's kind of interesting there. Mayday doesn't abandon him. Crosshair doesn't tell him to go on without him. They stick together. Live together, die alone, baby. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Thanks for adding a lost gif that I can uh, put in the video. Happy to help. They get out of that moment. Crosshair's grateful, I assume. I, he didn't say, like, you know, thanks or anything, but he's probably thinking that. He's not yeah. really great with his emoting, you know, much like tech. Same sort of thing there. When they do the role reversal at the end after the avalanche, or more towards the end, after the raid, they blow up some mines and the avalanche comes through. They both get buried. And again, you're thinking, like, who's going to save who in this scenario? Crosshair's able to pull himself out. He goes up to Mayday. What does Mayday say? Leave me behind. Mm. Go. You know, go. Save yourself. And then the show breaks your heart as it does so well in Crosshair puts the helmet back on Mayday and carries him out of there. Arm in arm. Clones, man. They stick together, baby. I love that. They show a lot of the overhead scenes of them trekking back. Mm -hmm. They show the Empire ships come in and they're zooming in. There's this big sound effect that goes along with it. And they hang on the scene for a second of just Mayday and Crosshair there alone. They just hang on it a little bit and it's silent as they're walking back together. No one becomes a dead weight. The brothers stick together. 
No one becomes dead weight. I think that's the biggest thing. As much as I've talked about maybe some of the evilness or hypocrisies within Crosshair, that moment, the culmination of the episode in that avalanche moment, completely turned me around. This is on track to the redemption story that has, hey, meat. A meaty redemption story. And we see Crosshair, like that's the instance that it changes. The whole vibe of the character changes. You can just see it happen. It takes them a long time on screen time to get from the avalanche back to the base. And we see like halfway through, they have to go behind a rock. There's this beautiful moment where they're like huddling together for warmth. It was Listeners, I don't have the words to say how much I loved this episode. It was just all so incredible to see, and it really got me on board for a crosshair redemption. I love it. I'm glad it's softening you up there, especially the huddling for warmth scene was a very, like, vulnerable moment. You know, crosshair is cool the whole time. Dude, he stepped on a mine, and he didn't freak out, you know? When he's got his eye down his his scope of his rifle, he's in the zone, Mm -hmm. and they're, like, they're going to keel over in that scene. They're freezing to death and he's huddling together for warmth. It's very the opposite of like the hardened soldier, badass sniper that he's literally got to cuddle up with his comrade to stay warm so they don't die. Very vulnerable, powerful moment. Very, very vulnerable, which we haven't seen a lot from Crosshair. Like you said, you said it this episode and you said it last episode. You are okay with this show breaking your heart. You're okay with seeing more of that. And it's really, it obviously like adds a lot of intrigue to the storytelling, but that's what we're getting. Even in those nice moments, it's heartbreaking because it just is extremely vulnerable, like you're saying. Okay, Royce, here is the most exciting bit. They get back to the base, heartbreaking, Mayday dies. Crosshair to Nolan says, you could have saved him. What was your reaction when Crosshair shoots Lieutenant Nolan. I didn't know that's where it was going. It definitely caught me off guard. And I think they framed it like you couldn't see Crosshair at first. You saw the back of Nolan, maybe. You didn't know exactly what was going to happen yet. And that was a surprise. I love that. I love not being able to know exactly what's going to happen. Crosshair's been so loyal. That's, again, one of those moments, a few episodes of the podcast back where we talked about Andor with Cassian shooting Skeen while they're operating on uh, Nemec. You know, that was one of those like, yes, mm, let's go. Let's go, baby. (laughs) You're going to have to find a gif for that one. I don't know if if one exists or if we need to make our own, but it was a a vindicating moment. And also, like you're saying with Crosshair, like you're in now with his redemption story a little bit more. That's a really big line in the sand of good soldier following orders or good soldier murdering his superior. Mm. It is a huge turning point for that character, obviously. I loved it because Nolan, they just, he had no redeeming quality whatsoever. The thing that really shocked me was what were all the other troopers going to do? They just stood there and watched and they did move closer. But I was thinking like, can one of you help carry him? Why wouldn't there be a medic immediately? Or why wouldn't you at least carry him back inside? The total disregard for a soldier in the battlefield makes absolutely no sense. And if that's the way the Empire is supposed to operate, that's, of course, incredibly concerning. Just from a human perspective, like Empire aside, no matter what your orders were, you would think somebody would lend another hand to help carry at least Mayday, if not Mayday and Crosshair, and bring them back inside, put them next to the heating lamp, and debrief, rather than be like, oh, he died. Well, 
he served his purpose. He's expendable. And if you don't, you know, follow orders, you're going to be expendable too. So glad that Crosshair just offed him right there, you know, because yeah. then you know where your values are. Why would you continue to serve him when he literally said that you're worthless, dude? You're worthless. You know, he'd already insulted him earlier in the mission. Everything that they had just been through, I thought that that arc works for his redemption, at least for his character. You know now where Crosshair stands. He's done with the Empire. I was surprised, but I'm all about it because now we can move further. It's like the Sid thing. You know, they finally ripped off the Band-Aid with Crosshair. Is he truly going down the path of the dark side or is he coming back to the light? And now he's on his way back to the light, I hope. And I hope it's not all for naught. You know, we fade to black for that last scene there. And I'm sure we'll get to that. But what did you think when when he finally offed Nolan? I shouted, yes. I, I scared the <laughs> shit out of all of my animals in that moment. I was 100% on Crosshair's side, which I had never been in this series before. So what I would say is that it was a surprise, but a welcome one. How's that line? An unexpected surprise, but a welcome one? A surprise to be sure. But a welcome one. What kind of Star Wars fan am I? I want to touch on a few things you said. The other troopers not helping. I think it was made pretty clear that those are not clones. Like their voices are different. They're wearing the different armor. So and that's just the way these soldiers treat clones. It's the way we see Nolan treat the clones throughout this entire episode. And it's really, really heavy not to keep using a word that we use here a lot, but it really is. It's really heavy and it's really disgusting. And I think it leads into my next question for you here, which is what do you think of the empire being the real monster on Barton four? I, I mean, twice Mayday says to like, watch out for stuff in the ice. Uh, the first he says, you'll freeze to death in that armor unless what's in the ice kills you first. And then when they're going through the cave, the cave starts to rumble and Mayday says, maybe it's just the ice. And he, he tells Crosshair about the ice vultures. They're setting up these different monsters on this planet, but we never see them. We never interact with them at all. It turns out that the empire was the real monster all along. <laughs> I love the metaphor there with the vultures overhead. And when Crosshair finally... It's interesting. He shoots Nolan, but then he keels over. I was wondering if he was going to go out to blaze of glory fighting the uh, troopers mm -hmm. or, you know, have a conversation with them or if he was going to, you know, take his own life or something. I, I didn't know where that was going to go, but he keels over. You maybe assume he died and they pan out to the vulture overhead. That's like, yeah, I was just waiting for you to, to finally break and then I'm going to swoop in. Those ice creatures seemed like they weren't necessarily attacking right away, but they were certainly watching overhead. So I think there was a, maybe a metaphor there that we're going to get you when you're down. You know, it doesn't matter how you go. If you use the vulture metaphor, there's maybe a circle of life thing there. But the empire, you know, it's just pure evil. You know, I don't think the ice vultures are evil. They're just doing what they need to survive. But certainly the empire... You know, they're using clone as like a derogatory word in this episode. It felt like to me. Oh, yeah. Clone. Clone was meant as an insult. Maybe you're right that the other troopers would be like, oh, those are clones. We're not supposed to help the clones. Maybe they were briefed to literally, if they get wounded in the battlefield, you just let them. They're the dead weight. They're used equipment. Yeah. And I don't know if we're getting into this last scene where they finally pan out, but they revive Crosshair 
and it's not good. Yeah. We don't even know what they're doing with him. He doesn't know where he is. They haven't informed him. And the character there says, you know, you might survive if you cooperate. You're like, oh, man, I'm not out of it yet. It got dark. Yeah. They didn't let us go. I really do love the thing you were saying about the ice vulture, because we hear early in the episode that Mayday actually respects the ice vultures and anything that can survive on that planet. They have to admire them or something like that, he says. Right. But we see that he does not respect Nolan and the Empire. So there is, again, that soldier respect for survivability, all that stuff. We see Mayday's values in that way. And the Empire is the exact opposite. And the idea that the Empire is the monster, you're talking about, you brought up Andor, and this these are the same Imperial officers that we saw in Andor, just completely disgusting people in a very, very evil way. Lieutenant Nolan, one of the first lines he says is, I don't like used equipment, and disgust was the first thought that came to my mind. Like, he is disgusting. And these are the kinds of people that the institution, like the Empire, attracts, which obviously makes the idea of conscription soldiers extremely dangerous, and then we see that put into practice. They don't care about fellow soldiers, like you're saying, and they certainly don't care about clones. We see it as the exact antithesis to Senator Chuchi a few episodes ago advocating for clone rights. It's becoming very clear that the Empire is not going to allow any fight for clone rights. We see the clone on the streets in Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's obvious that the sentiment coming from the Empire is that the clones are not human beings. I think that that's the end-all be-all here. They're not treated like people. They are treated like used equipment. A lot of the Jedi didn't treat them very well either and treated them as just like expendable soldiers. But we never got this dark language about it. We saw a few like Yoda says that they're all individuals to him and Plo Koon in the Clone Wars says that their lives are important, but we also see plenty of Jedi treat them like expendable soldiers, but very different here. There's no better episode to drive home the point that the Empire is the monster here and it attracts disgustingly evil people. It's This is no joke. This is, again, serious, high stakes stuff. Crosshair goes down and wakes up at the cloning facility. What do you think happens to him next? I hate to keep asking these like, what's next questions, but they're just so, it's so intriguing to ask. And listeners, I'd love to know what you think here as well. I know we got a double cliffhanger, this slow fade to black and then fade in to this almost like post credit scene. Man, I mean, I already gave it away. It got dark. I was scared. I'm scared for Crosshair. You think he's going to get his redemption or at least go out in a blaze of glory. And now he is he is still a cog in the machine. It certainly seems like they have nefarious, you know, ideas for what they're going to do with him. And he has to cooperate and he might survive. There's nothing positive about that. It doesn't yep. feel good. Very, you said heavy, man. It's heavy. You can put in a... Uh, <laughs> Marty McFly. There you go. I felt so bad because you wanted... You wanted him to break free after he kills Nolan that he keels over. He's not able to like run away and grab a ship and, and, and escape on his own. And now he's at this facility and, you know, we know that they're looking for Omega and they want to potentially bring her there to influence Nala Say. So it seems like we might be building towards a finale of breaking out characters from the cloning facility. And I want him to get rescued, man. He's made some choices. Maybe he's not your favorite character, you know, much like the Darth Vader thing. You're like, there's still a lot of gray there. 
but I don't want him to be left behind. I think it would also hurt if he does, you know, die off screen and then the Bad Batch hears about it. You know, Omega as well, like, oh, we could have done something. You know, we weren't there for him. That would also be just as painful. And I'm certain that they're going to show some sort of like, he's there and we have an opportunity to save him. That's what I'm going to guess they're building towards there. I hope he gets rescued or I hope he escapes and then meets up with the Bad Batch as well. And they team up again. Let's bring them back together. We started, we thought they were going to break up this season, but maybe this is them getting back together. I I love that. I love that idea because we've been pretty, that is a little bit of some negative thinking that's worked in there, but getting them all back together, I like much more than them going their separate <laughs> they ways. They all lived happily ever after. Is that too much to ask for crying <laughs> out loud? Yeah, I want to harken back to a theory that I had from a few episodes ago. I think that Crosshair and other clones are being experimented on and being turned into first generation dark troopers. That's what we're seeing from that clone assassin. And I really think that we're going to see that happen to Crosshair and he might fight off his brothers when they come to rescue Omega. We might be getting like a RoboCop situation here where they take away his autonomy or something like that and he is going to fight his brothers until someone breaks through to him. Maybe it'll be Hunter, maybe it'll be Omega. I hope that it actually happens and he doesn't end up having to die protecting them or something like that. But yeah, the questions, does he escape? Does he get rescued? Or does he turn into one of these clone assassins or a dark trooper? Because I think it's clear that that facility is experimenting on clones. That's too heavy for a children's show, Joey. That's not a children's show. Put that on the DVD box set. (laughs) Not for kids. (laughs) All right, I've got one more maybe surprise to bring back some old fun nomenclature from this show. I've got one more surprise question. Do you think, Royce, that it's possible that that ship exploding at the beginning of the episode messed with Crosshair's chip? He's looking through his viewfinder. He's got his little extra viewfinder from his helmet down. The ship that he's looking at explodes and it obviously causes him some pain. Now, I did not look to see how close the inhibitor chips are to like the ocular nerve endings in your brain or whatever the anatomy is there. But do you think it's possible that that messed with his chip and that that led to him continuing on this episode the way that he did? I think it was interesting that Nolan said, you're out of uniform. He puts his helmet back on. And then the ship blows up and he's like, oh, this stupid helmet. This doesn't help me sniper things. I think that's maybe where that was, that he was like, yeah, why would I have listened to that guy? He doesn't, I don't need the helmet to do my job. Stupid lieutenant. You don't know anything. You haven't even commanded a mission yet. This is your first mission, Greenhorn. So that's what I took from that. I'm not as interested in the inhibitor chip as you. Get on board. They were ambiguous with whether he had it or whether he didn't have it. And we haven't directly mentioned it. So I I do agree that that like flash of light was clearly like a, it was definitely an important moment where he was kind of coming to his senses, whether that's related to the inhibitor chip or not. I don't have an opinion on that. That's not the important part of the story for me. It definitely changed his demeanor, which I appreciate, but I don't know, man, I'm over, I'm over the inhibitor chip, but oh man, you've clearly gotten an, uh, an opinion. So let's Time for Joey's left field conspiracy theories. Let's hear it. All right. I'm just saying, I think it's possible that he was either lying or thought that his inhibitor chip was removed at the end of last season. And seeing that explosion and his reaction to it could have affected his chip and that affected the rest of the things that he did. 
I don't want to take away from actual crosshair going through these actual events and actually making a choice to do good at the end of the episode. I think that like the inhibitor chip idea would take away from the character's actual journey in that way. So I'm not for it. I just thought it was a very interesting catalyst for what came next. I don't think there's a 0% chance that that's what happened. That's what I'll say. I mean, that's obviously true. It was a thing at some point. <laughs> yeah. So they could bring it back. Yep. All right, listeners, if you're as scared as I am for Crosshair, don't worry. We can huddle for a warmth together. <laughs> Wherever you like the social media, we are there too. And we would love to hear what you thought about this episode of The Bad Batch. So hit us up. Just search Krypton to Alderaan. Thank you for listening to the end of the episode today. And make sure to come back next week for more of The Bad Batch and also The Mandalorian. We've been reviewing those episodes as well. So make sure to check out those episodes. We really appreciate it. I've been Royce. I've been Veach. And we've been Krypton, Krypton to, to Barton Alderaan. Alderaan.